Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do this. We plate this dish on a Sunday, a Lions victory Sunday, November 20th, and a Monday, November 21st. Another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Lions win. They get it done this afternoon, knocking off the Jacksonville Jaguars. I tried to warn you guys last week. I hate I hate to be that guy that gives you the I told you so speech, but I just had a feeling all week that Jacksonville would hang around, would be in this game, the Lions once again for the 10th consecutive game, find themselves trailing in the fourth quarter, and for the sixth time out of 10 games, they win, and they and they win the fourth quarter. 26-19 the final at Ford Field today. As we welcome you in, thanks for listening here on Locked on Lions, on Audioboom.com, on iTunes. If you subscribe, if you don't subscribe, please do and join us each and every day. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We do Lions podcasts Sunday through Thursday, each and every day for you right here on Locked on Lions. On the third day, Thursday podcast, usually a Friday uh, for a lot of you that drive to work that you can listen to on Friday. So you get us really Monday through Friday right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Lions get it done. They played poorly. The Lions were poor today. And I just, I had this notion all week, and we talked about it Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and even Thursday when we were on with uh, the folks in Jacksonville, just about how I, I just had this feeling and this notion that the Lions would be rusty coming out of the bye. They'd be listening to themselves and, and to the critics and to the slappies saying, oh, first place for two weeks. And coming off a bye, you just saw it. The offense was not there. All right. The, the, the play calling was head-scratching by Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, they didn't go up-tempo at all. And when they went no huddle, it worked in the second quarter and parts of the fourth quarter. But when they slowed down and just went regular huddle, they couldn't get anything going continuity-wise offensively. I mean, the Lions' offense today scored one touchdown out of the 26 points. And that was Eric Ebron on a reverse. Lions got a couple of field goals. They got a pick six, and they got a punt return. But other than that, nothing special from the Lions' offense today. One field goal, excuse me, from uh, Matt Prater. Not a good performance from the offense today whatsoever. And when, when they needed to, you know, two field goals, excuse me, I was right here for the first time. When they needed to get it done, though, in the fourth quarter, they did it. And once again, Matthew Stafford. Passer rating today, just under 100 at 97.8. Efficient, 278 yards through the air. Big key, no interceptions. Blake Bortles threw two picks, including the Raphael Bush pick six, which is a tremendous play and a terrible throw by Bortles. He's horrible. He's absolutely horrible. But the Lions win, 
and a sigh of relief once again from the folks in Allen Park and, of course, at Ford Field as <coughs> the Lions escape. So you might look at this game and say, well, you know, the, the Lions are so overrated and they're not good and they don't deserve to be in first place. And every game they're in the fourth quarter, they easily could be four and six. They easily could be three and seven. They find a way to win. They do. The Lions find a way to win almost every Sunday, regardless of the opponent. And this was a game they had to have. Huge game because Minnesota won today. And so they stay tied with the Vikings atop the division. At 6-4, and four, they own the tiebreaker because, of course, they beat the Vikings in Minnesota. And now they look to sweep Minnesota on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, 1230 at Ford Field. You could tweet to me at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and also on the Matt Derry fan page on Facebook. We'll get to your some, some of your comments uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, where to start? I, I don't even know where to start. Um, number one, the special teams won them the game today. How about Andre Roberts? Muffed a punt earlier in the day, cost him three points, then comes back and returns a punt for a touchdown. Uh, what a day for Andre Roberts. A huge play because the Lions needed some semblance of an attack and they needed a spark on the offensive end. And Andre Roberts provided that for him with a 55-yard punt return in the second quarter. PAT, of course, blocked and missed. But Andre Roberts had a, played a big role today for the Lions. Caught a big pass for 44 yards, had the punt return. How about Sam Martin and what he has done on the punt team for the Lions? And just constantly booming kicks. They're not returnable. Uh, An an average today of 48.5, had three down inside the 20, had a long of 61. The Lions special teams have been a very underrated portion of this season for Detroit. Uh, kick team today, okay. There was one kick that uh, Jacksonville took back and had a nice return on uh, for the most part today. But otherwise, Matt Prater hits, hits a couple of field goals, including a huge 43-yarder that kind of put the game away at the end uh, with Jalen Ramsey right in his face, basically. Prater hits two. Martin with the great punts. And Andre Roberts continues to impress his second punt return for a touchdown. Lions special teams helping the cause today. All right, I mentioned play calling in the no huddle. I have no idea what the Lions are doing play calling wise today. I love the play call of the Eric Ebron reverse for a touchdown to give the Lions a 23-19 lead in the fourth quarter. It's a great call. But this team needs to go back to the no huddle, quick pace, uh, up-tempo offense. Where was Theoretic in the first half? What was with the love fest with Dwayne Washington? And look, I'm a Dwayne Washington fan, okay? But 13 carries for six yards, an average of a half a yard a carry? Get him out of there. Where was Theoretic today? Every time Riddick's on the field, he makes things happen, especially out of the backfield. He caught eight passes today. <clears throat> the way this game was going, Theoretic should have caught 12 or 13. When the Lions needed offense, especially at the end of the half, especially at the end of the game, they went to Riddick, and they speeded things up, sped things up. Made no sense to me today why Jim Bob Cooter went to this meticulous uh, seven, eight, nine-step drop offense. The offensive line was not blocking. Uh, Jacksonville did a great job on their D-line today, held the Lions to 14 yards rushing. Lowest point uh, rushing total for the Lions in a victory since the 1950s. All right, but some of that is the up-tempo. Jacksonville knew what was coming, and I thought the Lions were very predictable today on the offensive end. Very predictable on the offensive side of the ball. Must be better. And hopefully Thursday they get a little bit more creative and move a little bit faster. I thought today they were very slow offensively. 
By the way, don't forget, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, if you want Lockdown NFL, you got to listen to Matt Williamson. The Lockdown Fantasy Show with Vinny Iyer is tremendous. And for my Detroit fans out there that love basketball, Lockdown Pistons with Dan Feldman is very good. Hear all of that on the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right, back to this game today, 26-19 Lions over the Jags. Matt Derry with you. We'll get to some tweets and some Facebook uh, comments in a second. Um, some stars today. Boy, Matthew Stafford again. I talked about it. All he does is win. How about that throw to Eric Ebron down the sideline that set up the go-ahead touchdown? Lions trailing in the game, 19-16, big third down. Stafford rolling left, and Steve Berline mentioned it on the CBS broadcast, and he's right. Little shades of John Elway running across his body, throwing across his body, and finding Ebron streaking down the sideline. A perfect throw. And that got the Lions in business. All Matthew Stafford does is make big plays. Today, was he great in the first half? Certainly not. The offense was not in sync. His offensive line did not do a good job today. Uh, you know, I, I thought Jacksonville getting three sacks on Stafford is something we haven't seen a lot of all year. O-line today failed. They did not do well. But you know what? Stafford played through it. He made plays. That throw to uh, Theo Riddick to, to clinch the game where Jacksonville was out of timeouts. Uh, just a tremendous throw. Not an easy throw to make across your body uh, as Riddick is running toward the sideline. But he's putting everything on stride, in stride, and on target. Again, one of the players of the game has to be Matthew Stafford. And again, if this team continues to win, he has to be in the discussion at least for NFL MVP. Uh, he was tremendous when they need him to be, and that was in the fourth quarter where the Lions outscored the Jags 10 nothing to win 26-19. Uh, you got to tip your cap to the defense. If I would have told you at the start of the day that the Lions' leading tackler, or at least one of them, would be Miles Killebrew, the safety, the rookie, fifth-round pick, you would have told me I was crazy. But he continues to get better. Miles Killebrew at the start of the year had no clue where the football was, had no clue how to play the football, how to make a tackle. And here we are, 10 games in. Today, he was tremendous on third down. A couple of times stopping Jacksonville tight end Julius Thomas. I just said the key phrase there, tight end. Lions all year have not been able to stop a tight end. And today they caught a huge break when Mercedes Lewis got hurt. Because Julius Thomas is more of a wide receiver than tight end, but he is their Second tight end. <clears throat> with Lewis out of the game, that was a break for the Lions. He got hurt in the first quarter and never returned. Same with T.J. Yeldon. But I thought Miles Killebrew played a pretty darn good game today. And Raphael Bush as well. A couple of big stops, a couple of pass breakups, and of course, the interception of the pick six. Can't forget about Ziggy Ansa today. Three hits on the quarterback, made plays, and he'll get that sack eventually. It's going to come. But credit to the Lions defense. And look, I know Jacksonville's terrible, okay? They're now 2-8. and eight. Blake Bortles, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's throwing the football so lightly and with no velocity because his shoulder's bothering him. He's got no zip on the ball at all. But the Lions defense today kept them in the game when the offense could do nothing. Ziggy was everywhere. Uh, Darius Slay continues to impress. Nevin Lawson with a couple of passes defended. Quandre Diggs made a nice play today. How about Haloti Nada playing alongside Kerry Hyder as they moved Hyder inside in the first half? Guys made plays. It's a no-name defense. It's not a great defense. But today they did enough to get it done. Forced a couple of turnovers and, man, you got to be proud of the way they play and how hard they play. They were physical today. 
All right, and I know they're not going up against the 1981 49er offense. Okay, I know Joe Montana's not out there, or 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 or, or the '86 Browns with Bernie, or, or or anybody like that. All right, but the defense today kept them in the game. And here's another thing that the Lions did today that Jacksonville didn't do. The Lions played with their brains. All right, the Lions made their share of mistakes today. Golden Tate had the fumble. Uh, the play calling wasn't great. Uh, the missed extra point. There were mistakes made. There's going to be mistakes made. But I'll tell you this. Late in the game, Lions need to win. And in winning time, they keep their composure. They don't jump off sides. They don't false start. And they don't throw the ball to the other team. Two and a half to go. Jacksonville out of timeouts. And Cinderic Marks jumps off sides on fourth and two. Giving the Lions the game, basically. That's SOJ, baby. That is same old Jaguars. That is. Everybody in the building knew that Stafford was going with the hard count. Forcing a decision by Jim Caldwell. Do we punt? Do we go for it? What do we do with two and a half to go? Stafford goes hard count at the line of scrimmage on fourth and one and a half. And Marks jumps off sides. I mean, Pathetic. If that didn't seal the fate of Gus Bradley like Charlie Strong at Texas last night losing to Kansas, I don't know what will. That's terrible football. And you want to rip Jim Caldwell? And sure, I've ripped him. Again today, his team looked ill-prepared coming out of the locker room at the start of the game. But his teams have played pretty smart when they've needed them to. He's needed them to in the fourth quarters. And for Gus Bradley, here's some Derek Marks. Mouthing off last week, he's not getting enough time. Then he gets out there and he jumps off sides. Amazing. Just incredible. All right, Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. Uh, Jason Florio writes in, at Flow45, we need an O-line desperately. Uh, J.P. Brown, Derry, need a post-game podcast. Six and four is a good look going into Thursday. Hashtag one pride. Uh, David Friedman. Writes in, as far as the Jags jumping off sides, we've seen the Lions do that more than once. Yes. Uh, O-Dark30, JT Hartfield says that never works jumping uh, with Stafford's hard count except today. Stefan Charles has been balling lately. I don't know. Looks hungry. Uh, looks hungry. Starting to feel like these guys can shoulder for the long haul. That's from JP. Uh, Austin George on the Eric Ebron end around call says Jim Bob Cooter owes Pat Shermer some money. And David at uh, Heidus underscore 50 says you have to put Stafford in MVP talk. He is the Lions. He's been awesome. He has. Pay that man his machni. Do it. Matthew Stafford again delivering when, when, you know, in money time. So a good win for the Lions today. Not pretty at all. Not at all. Gosh, Blake Bortles is terrible. Imagine if you had... See, that's the thing. That's why you have to give Matthew Stafford $25 million a year. Because if you go with somebody else or he decides to leave in free agency after next season or something doesn't work out, you might be stuck with somebody like Blake Bortles who's regressed in Jacksonville. Regressed. I was texting with Tom Mazaway today uh, a little bit, or I hit him up on Twitter, I think. Um, We remember being at the Super Bowl in New York before Bortles was drafted by Jacksonville. And he just looked the part. He was this big, stunning-looking guy with broad shoulders and a suit. And it's like, wow, look at him. Doesn't he look like a quarterback, Blake Bortles? And today, a quarterback, a passer rating of 73.8 through a couple of picks, has no velocity on the football at all. 
And if you're the Jags, I mean, what do you do with a guy like that? You can't play, um, and this is what, his third year? You can't put Chad Henney in the game. No offense, Michigan fans. I mean, you've got to ride it out with him. And if he's hurt, you get him out of the game. But so many things went wrong today for the Lions, yet they found a way to win. They rushed for 14 yards. They averaged .7 yards a carry. Their longest run today was seven yards, a seven-yard run. Couldn't protect Stafford. Missed an extra point. And yet somehow found that, found themselves in a position to win again and did win again. Four and one at home with Minnesota coming up on Sunday. 26-19 Lions over the Jags. That's our quickie installment of a Sunday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll have shows all week, and we'll have a show right after the game on Thursday when the Lions face the Vikings at Ford Field. Battle for first place. Minnesota got a win today. Uh, I don't know if that's a big surprise, but Minnesota won and kind of bounced back a little bit. 30-24 to over Arizona. So the Vikings will come in off a win. And if you're the Lions, you know, this is it's probably the biggest game of the year. Thanksgiving is always a big game. But now, a chance to be all alone in first place, that'd be awesome. And they're now actually in a positive point differential. <laughs> Plus six in first place. Hey, nobody said it had to be pretty. Lions actually covered the point spread today, too. How about that? 26-19 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.